I'm Michael Foster, and you're listening to It's Good to Be a Man, the podcast where we are extending God's house and father rule by helping men to establish their own houses in strength, workmanship, and wisdom. In this episode, I'm going to talk about masculine worship. The most masculine worship service I ever attended, I attended in December uh, 8th of 2007. It was in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was at the MGM Grand. Back in a former life, I used to play cards for a living. I was on a card counting team. And when you played cards for a living, you got all sorts of special comps. I rarely took advantage of them, but I have been a boxing fan my entire life. And I love defensive, skilled boxers like Pernell Whitaker and Floyd Mayweather. And I got tickets to go see Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Ricky Haddon. At the time, Mayweather was 38 and 0. Haddon, I think, was 40 and 0. And this was a huge fight. Right, it's going to be an amazing fight. Everyone thought that uh, Haddon was going to beat Floyd Mayweather because they don't know anything about boxing. But me and my friend David Fairchild, who was a X twenty nine pastor, we uh, went to the MGM Grand to see this fight. And the thing about Haddon is Haddon is from Manchester, and he brings the whole Manchester United crowd with him all all the way across to America. So the the stadium. The arena was full of people from the UK. I would say that it was something like 60, 40, 70, 30. There was more people there from England than there were people there from the States. And I remember one guy asked me if I had ever been to England before. And I said, I think I'm there right now. But I said this was a worship service. And starting in one of the... uh, undercard matches the guys started singing a lot they started singing this song that was a winter wonderland but they made it about ricky haddon and it echoed through the entire arena all these brits were singing this song together and i remember right before the fight started i had to go use the restroom and they're all singing a haddon wonderland it's just booming through the arena and I get up and I walk through the hallway and they're singing it there. And I walk down the hallway past the concessions. They're still singing it. I walk into the bathroom and there's these drunk British people there singing about Ricky Haddon. And then I come back out and they're still singing. And it, the sound is so loud. It, it feels physical. You could feel it in the air. It's almost like, like a mist, like a cloud around you. And the energy was incredible. And I thought, I have never seen energy like this in a church before. I've never seen men this passionate, this united, singing someone's praise. I can only think of two times that got pretty close to that. I went to this stand in the gap thing that the promise keepers had. I went out there with the church. Uh, I was a young man. I was in my teens still, and I didn't really understand Promise Keepers, and I'm not big on them. But uh, as we left the event, it was right on the mall in Washington, D.C., and we all left at the same time. It was like a million men. And as we headed back to our cars, all the men started singing a hymn. I don't remember the hymn, but I just remember it was amazing 
that there is this group of men, a million men, deep voices, baritone, praising God, echoing through the street. There was another time where I went to a men's retreat with all these big burly men. There was no music. They just handed out hymnals, and all these guys started singing. What was awesome about it is there was no restraint, none whatsoever. They just belted it out, deep voices, praising God. And again, there was real emotion, real zeal, vigor, real passion. I wish I had a recording of those events or something like it so I could help capture for you the masculine energy that was in that singing And the closest thing I have is a recording of a sea shanty. You know what a sea shanty is? It's this. Oh, we'd be all right if the wind was in our sails. We'd be all right if the wind was in our sails. We'd be all right if the wind was in our sails. And we'll all hang on behind. And we'll You know, it's not just the church. You don't hear this anywhere in culture anymore. Singing somehow has become something that women and soft men do. Just think of the majority of the people that you see on American Idol. Think of the majority of the worship leaders you see out there. Most men struggle to be led and worshipped by women, and they certainly struggle to be led and worshipped by men who have a sort of golden, soft voice. I'm not saying you can't ever have a beautiful voice, but it's something that can push a lot of men away. Think of... That scene in Master and Commander, where the guys are out on the deck and they're singing together. And Mr. Hollum, who's the Jonah, and he's kind of an outcast, and he doesn't understand how to exercise authority and and how to uh, work his station and position in a good way. He starts singing, and he has his voice. He goes like this. Hollum's sweet and delicate voice matched his overall weak affect as a leader. To follow him in song would mean they would have to put aside their masculine manner and adopt a feminine way, but they rather be silent. And so it is with all modern men who haven't been spiritually castrated. They'll sing battle songs to the King of Kings. They'll join the four living creatures and belt out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. They'll follow the lead of the 24 elders and with one voice sing, Worthy are you, O Lord, and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. Men. Real men, masculine men, men who can win a street fight, take a city, attract and keep a woman, and sire sons and daughters. Those type of men sing songs. They sing laments. They sing praise. They sing battle songs. They do not, however, sing effeminate, homoerotic love songs to Jesus. And this isn't just about the pop influence on worship music. Our churches are so girly that they find ways to make old hymns like A Mighty Fortress Is Our God. And even the psalms sound pathetically weak. It's content. It's style. It's affect. Church is marketed to women and effeminate men. It's why the music is overly emotive, always using imagery that is soothing and inspiring to women. It's why the sermons are safe, therapeutic, and focused on comfort. And it's why men aren't there, even if they are physically there. But we tell ourselves the problem is in the church. 
The church doesn't need to change. Men do. They act as if men are naturally irreligious. That's foolishness. Men are deeply religious. We don't like effeminate religion. We don't want to be treated like women or made to behave like women. And I think about the religion of men when I think about the NFL. And it occurred to me that people that are into the NFL are more or less Sabbatarians. All week long, they prepare for the game. All week long, they they know the matchups. They know the consequences of what happens on that Sunday is going to affect the following week. They prep for it. They study. They think about it. They discuss it with their friends. The Saturday before, they go out and buy their food. And they wake up the next morning, uh, get up early, watch the pregame. prepare their heart, hope for victory, sit down with the whole family often, gathered around that TV, that pulpit, that altar, and watch battle. They watch war. And that's what men want to be part of. It's religion. It's Sabbatarianism. It's worship. It's covenantal. It's federal headship. It's all of that and more. It's masculine religion. Men aren't in the sanctuary for the same reason they don't peruse Yankee Candle or engage in yoga without a woman being involved. Those are feminine spaces for feminine creatures. Men are in their arena, physically or virtually, because sports are one of the last places men can be men. Coaches aren't delicate. Players are modern gladiators and warriors. By discipline and training, they fight through blood and broken bones. And you are allowed to mock, jeer, and harass the enemy. You can stomp, clap, yell, and participate in battle. The church, sadly, has become a place for sissies. And no man wants to be a sissy. So what? What do we do? Just whine and complain? Just give ourselves over to the modern idolatry of sports? No. We make the church masculine again. We don't need a church just for men, but we need a church where men are welcome and the masculine design of God is celebrated. We need songs that are battle songs, sermons that preach hard truth and call out the enemies of our day. Christianity is a masculine religion. God is not mother. Our savior isn't a woman. And leaders are meant to be men, not priestess and eunuchs. The Protestant church is demon-possessed by a malicious, egalitarian spirit, and it's time we exercise that devil. Take the church back, brothers. Go every Sunday. Sing loud. Take over the worship leader position. Become pastors. Or stand with godly elders who are willing to face down the raging Karens who rule our churches. Make the church masculine again. Town wouldn't do us any harm. Overnight on the town wouldn't do us any harm. Overnight on the town wouldn't do us any harm. And we'll all hang on behind.
another festival wouldn't do us any harm. Oh, another festival wouldn't do us any harm. Oh, another festival wouldn't do us any harm.